This is Reset. I'm Michael Puente. In for Sasha Ann Simons. To rent an apartment, you need money. To get money, you need a job. But jobs have been hard to come by for the thousands of asylum seekers who have arrived from the southern border in the past year. Not because of an unwillingness to work. They want to work. That's why they're here. But because of the process of applying for asylum prevents them from getting a work permit right away. After that application, migrants have to wait about six months and then apply for a permit. And that can take years. Uh, this leaves people in limbo, unable to legally work and risking their chance at asylum if they work under the table. But the process could speed up for Venezuelans who arrive in the U.S. before July 31st of this year. That's because President Biden has extended them what's called temporary protected status. Here to tell us more is Mary Meg McCarthy, Director of the National Immigrant Justice Center. Welcome, Mary Meg. Thank you. It's great to be here. And also with us is Lam Ho, lawyer and founder of Beyond Legal Aid. Thanks for joining us here, Lam. Thanks so much for having me, Michael. All right. All right. We'll get started here. Um, uh, let's start with you, um, um, uh, Lam. What's your reaction to the Department of Homeland Security's announcement? Uh, sir, we were certainly very pleased about that. Um, you know, we are a, le a legal aid organization that works predominantly with immigrants. Um, and as you mentioned, it's not just the immigration status that's a challenge. It's the consequences of what's going on in their immigration cases. Um, Beyond Legal Aid is a generalist organization. So we not only work with immigrants on their immigration cases, but also on other issues that they're facing. So this uh, TPS extension and redesignation uh, means uh, really critical remedies are now going to be available for the immigrant families that we work with, not only in terms of uh, their status uh, in the U.S., um, but also the, the potential impact that will have on their families outside of the immigration status, like housing, like being able to work. Mary Meg, what's your reaction? We were thrilled at the National Immigrant Justice Center that there the Biden administration's decision to expand access to work authorization. That is such a critical breakthrough right now, and it's a credit to a lot of advocates who really fought to make sure that there were opportunities for people to get work authorization and secure a safe life here in housing, as well as alleviate um, the stress and pressure under Chicago and other cities that are feeling this as people arrive after being processed at the U.S.-Mexico border. So this is really significant. And as um, Lam said, you know, for our clients at the National Immigrant Justice Center and their families, this is really critical. I think what we're concerned is this needs to be expedited. This can't be a bureaucratic slow process. Now, Lam, what is the difference between getting a work permit through temporary protected status or TPS and getting a permit through uh, asylum applications? Yeah, so this is a really great point and a great distinction uh, and why this news is so significant for uh, immigrant families from Venezuela. Uh, under TPS, um, you are eligible immediately for work authorization. Um, and the Biden administration has, um, as part of their announcement, also announced uh, increased resources to hopefully expedite uh, times for certain categories of um, those who apply for work authorization. If you apply for asylum, um, we at Beyond Legal Aid, we also do uh, asylum workshops uh, to work with families who are seeking asylum. You have to have to wait 
uh, six months in order to become eligible for work authorization. So we're talking about six months for families who are here with very limited resources and not being able to get a job. So as Mary Meg mentioned, our big concern is, so this is going to significantly expedite the process, but how quickly can the Biden administration implement what they're saying in terms of committing to expediting the process and um, the and will and will they also make the the process more efficient as well because in order to apply for TPS there are two applications that you have to submit one for the actual uh, TPS status and one for the work authorization so there's going to be a need for the administration to put this in as quickly as possible and make the process as, as efficient uh, for families, especially families who may not have attorneys uh, working with them on these applications. And does having, like, say, uh, a work permit give them, give the workers better protections from, you know, uh, leaving a job because either sexual harassment or dangerous working conditions? Oh, absolutely. Um, we are we are constantly f- uh, seeing uh, community members who because of their undocumented status, being forced to work exploitative jobs that, they, that they're actually afraid to lose. Can you imagine working a job where you're being sexually harassed, you're being abused, you're being paid below minimum wage, but actually being too afraid to speak up because it may be the, you're worried that you wouldn't be able to get any other job. You're worried that if you, if you uh, try to fight back, the employer will contact uh, ICE on you. So the, the legal work authorization is not a, is such a critical security um, and remedy for the families we work with. As I mentioned, um, beyond legal aid, we work on all the issues that are facing immigrant families. So you can imagine how often there's an intersection of your immigration status as an, uh, as someone who's undocumented, leading to you're uh, being exploited at work. Be, you're also uh, being uh, forced into slum conditions with landlords who are taking advantage of your undocumented status. And again, not being being too afraid to actually challenge what they legally have a right to challenge. I, I might just add to what Lob's saying. Sure. I think what our other concern at the National Immigrant Justice Center is that people are going to be excluded. This is only for Venezuelans who've been here as of July 31st, anyone who came subsequently in August, September, or we're approaching October, um, will not be eligible for temporary protected status. They can apply for asylum. But there's other communities that we're seeing, from people from Central America, from Colombia, who also need some type of protection. And this is this administration's time to act on solutions to allow more people the opportunity to work and to secure the protection to which they're entitled under our U.S. asylum and refugee laws. So I was going to ask you that. So you're saying that, one, you think the deadline right now, it's July 31st. If you arrive before July 31st, you're under this. You think that should be expanded and also to other other nationalities because we see people from Haiti, Afghanistan, other Central America countries coming over. Absolutely. If people are here as of July 31, 2023, and they are Venezuelan, they will be eligible to apply for what's called temporary protected status or also known as TPS. Afghans also are eligible. They redesignated for Afghan nationals. So those individuals also will have the opportunity to apply for TPS if they were more recent arrivals. But people from other countries who we are seeing are not eligible for TPS if they've arrived after a certain date. 
So this is very concerning to us and to our communities that are serving. Chicago's been really outstanding in terms of responding and being a welcoming city. But there's only so much that can be done if we don't allow people the dignity to work and to contribute to their communities as they so much want to do. Okay, I've got to ask you this. Um, I've interviewed a number of the migrants living at the police stations outside. You know, they're, they're, they're needing some of the basic stuff, food, shelter, warmth, whatever. And now they come over. How, how difficult is it to approach them and start talking to them about temporary protective status when they're worrying about so many other things? Mom, can you can you answer that? Yeah. So this is sort of a, this is sort of a, a really uh, softball question for us. Right. So Beyond Legal Aid is a community lawyering organization. So our approach is rather than uh, sort of just working. Um, as lawyers, we actually partner with community organizations to basically empower them to create their own legal programs. So our approach to lawyering is actually to work with community partners to work with families um, much more holistically and comprehensively. So as I mentioned, we deal with uh, the, the plethora of legal issues that they're facing, but it's actually tied to the wraparound services that our community partners are offering in terms of uh, counseling, uh, uh, help with uh, finding housing, uh, social services. So most of our work, and we expect, um, you know, we'll, we'll take on legal representation for certain cases, but uh, we, we anticipate that a lot of our work with the new, newly arrived asylum seekers and now uh, those who will be applying for TPS will be done in community spaces uh, through workshops whereby our community partners are going to support them with all these needs. One of the things we're working on with uh, several of our partners are actually uh, housing instabilities for these families. Uh, so, you know, it's a big plug for community lawyering and, and working with community partners uh, and how lawyers can really effectively leverage the legal remedies that we uh, and legal services that we offer with all the different services that these families need because ultimately their lives are not simply going to be resolved by court cases, right? Their lives are going to be resolved by all the different circumstances that we hope uh, in partnership with community partners we can address. I might just add too, as lawyers at the National Immigrant Justice Center and throughout the community, a stable home is so critical, a stable address to receive information from the government regarding your case and proceedings, to receive your work authorization. So um, having a source of income is critical to laying the groundwork for them to apply to, for legal status is once they have a secure home, a stable address, to put on those applications, their opportunities to proceed to have stable legal status will prevail. Mary Meg, the federal government hasn't issued guidance yet. Um, do you get a sense when that might happen? You're correct, Michael. The application is not yet open because the government needs to publish this in the Federal Register. And it's not until that publication occurs that we'll be able to proceed in um, applying. People will be able to apply for uh, TPS or work authorization. So what we're recommending people do is there is a fee for this process. So start saving their money, but also collecting documents that demonstrate that they were here as of July 31, 2023. That is going to be critical information to be able to establish uh, eligibility for temporary protected status. 
But I might just add, we are very concerned about the shutdown and the impact that's going to have on the whole process of moving this forward. We need more legal support um, for people to be able to pursue these various options. And, um, you know, we hope that all of us as a community will continue to be able to work towards some solutions that will help individuals. But I think the impending possibility of a shutdown is going to be the perfect storm, unfortunately. Man, we are really uh, pressed for time on this. It's <laughs> such a uh, conversation, important conversation to have. Lam, let me ask you this. We've talked a lot about on this show before how the immigration courts are just backlogged. Are they going to be able to handle all this, all this extra work? Well, the one good thing about this is, uh, for the most part, uh, the TPS uh, designation won't imp- won't uh, add any uh, additional cases significantly to the immigration court. It's a purely administrative process that will uh, be administered through USCIS, um, the United States Citizenship Immigration. Uh, actually, I, can't, I, I apologize. I can't remember the Mary Meg probably remembers the uh, the. Serve the uh, uh, USCIS, but USCIS uh, processes transactional applications, and this will be uh, sort of paper applications that will be filed, and so won't have as much impact on the immigration court system. The one thing that is that um, you know TPS will create a potential uh, uh, defense for existing immigration court cases. So that's the one thing that as uh, lawyers that we're also excited about that if there are individuals who are in immigration court who are eligible for um, TPS, we can actually seek to have the cases administratively closed based upon that their eligibility. And in some ways, that actually could uh, reduce the burden on the immigration courts by being able to say, these are individuals who now have a legal remedy to have lawful status, so we may not need to handle their cases and focus on the cases where um, that there is not a clear remedy instead. So uh, I actually see this as a positive uh, for potentially reducing the backlog in immigration right, court. Right. Well, unfortunately, that's where we're going to have to leave it. We just ran out of time. That's uh, Lam Ho, lawyer and founder of Beyond Legal Aid, and Mary Meg McCarthy, director of the National Immigrant Justice Center. Thank you for both of you for being here. Thank you, Michael. Reset.